Hello and welcome to episode 17 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's official podcast. This is a bit of an interesting week because for those in the United States, it's Thanksgiving. So this week's been a bit shorter, uh, but we still got an episode of GameSpot After Dark for your ears. Joining me this week is Jean-Luc. Hello. Michael Hyam. What a do. And Jan Ochoa from Giant Bomb. Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you for joining us. Of course, my pleasure, y'all. Thanks so, for having yeah. me. So we start this show with the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment, and whenever we have someone new on the show, we just have them introduce themselves. Uh, you can tell us what kind of games you play, what you do. Uh, you can tell us whatever you want, honestly. <laughs> tell them everything. Oh, man. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. When were you born? Okay, all right. Well, uh, my name is Jan Ochoa. I work kind of across... Well, not across the hall, but behind a wall from y'all. Yeah, behind a couple Ooh, walls. Behind a couple walls. <laughs> That's called bars. <laughs> um, at giantbomb.com, it's a website about video games most of the time. And I'm a video producer over there, so I just push the buttons, make sure that's going. Get super paranoid when uh, the buttons unpush themselves mm. and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I like video games. Video games are great. It's cool. <laughs> um, I think my if I were to nail down to all-time top favorite game of... And I'll be all for me. It might just be Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Oh man! Uh, not Tactics, but the Advance version. Oh, okay. you Peter, Peter be, should have a Peter, discussion. Yeah, you'll be happy with you. Uh, well, no, because he doesn't oh, does he like, like he doesn't, he doesn't like, Advance. like Advance. Yeah, no, because okay, Advance is different. Apparently, I don't know the specifics. He's definitely told me this before. Yeah, he's told me this too. Advance is the only one I've played. I haven't played. The... It's like faster. Like the speed of it is is been changed or something. Mm -hmm. I, I think with say. the one that Peter likes, that's like full grown adults fighting. Well, the advanced one is like a bunch of kids and oh, is it? You... Maybe it's a different thing. I think it's a then. different story. That could oh, be. It. Maybe it's the art okay. style that he doesn't like. We'll never know. Maybe. Who knows? Or or I'll ask him, and I'm sure he'll tell me all about <laughs> it. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I like. Wrestling, unfortunately, and then I I drink an uh an obscene amount of coffee. Uh, yeah, that's it. You used to you used to work at a coffee shop too. Oh boy, R.I.P. to the group of people that used to loiter outside my coffee shop. Shouts um, out to the Pogi Boys. You're <laughs> man. Yeah, they vape no more, and apparently they're not even friends with each other anymore. So it's oh, it's really wow. heartbreaking to see they like a group beef? of they they all got beef. They got more than beef with each other. It's Damn. like uh, what's more than beef? <laughs> like impo the Impossible Burger, maybe you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Beyond me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's uh, who I am. Thanks for having me. I got a quick question. What about if Chris from Dayton, Ohio ever comes on? Will he have to say more than who he is? Chris from Dayton, Ohio will have to do the Chris from Dayton, Ohio thing. Yeah, I don't know. So we actually got him to send in some stuff about himself because we had someone else on and they were like, I want to know more about Chris from Dayton, Ohio. Like, <laughs> I don't know anything about him. So he sent us a bunch of... Uh, stuff about himself and I'm pretty sure he was talking about how he likes uh, Souls games especially Bloodborne and that got Tamora very excited because Tamora right. is a Bloodborne guy. Oh is he? I mm. had no idea. Did he? Uh, he's kind of a fake fan I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't think he's a real fan. He pretends. I think he's legally married to Bloodborne. Oh I guess. Well did That's that cute. happen? Did that happen? No know. that didn't happen. Oh, it didn't happen on wow. Disappointing. Y'all getting married on your videos? Uh, well, ask Tam about it. <laughs> it, was one of our, it was one of our stretch goals for Extra Life, and I guess it didn't happen. No. Oh, yeah, I guess it didn't, because it said him and Peter shaved their beards. Yeah, we didn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. That was good, though. Yeah. Uh, what have you all been doing? John Luke, do you want to start? What have you been playing, what watching? Uh, uh, you just got back from Japan. I just got back from Japan doing oh. things that I can kind of talk about. I can't say specifics, but I was there for work purposes with uh Tamora and Lucy who are actually still there they should be coming back uh tomorrow 
Uh, we went and saw Atlas, which was really cool. That's yeah. all I can say about that. Michael, oh, contain yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy that this happened, so I'm very excited to see what comes out of it. Me too. Uh, yeah, got to see Alice, and then we also went over to Sega. It's weird. They're building. They're, they're like part of the same company now, but uh, they're building. It's like this brand new building they just moved into, and it's a, this very like high-tech Japanese corporate office. It, okay. Kind of... Kind of reminded me of Control, actually, where like every hallway just looked the same, and we kept getting lost. Damn, <laughs> like, Atlas around. Sega is the FBC out there. But uh, you, they, their buildings are actually completely separate. You have mm-hmm. when you go in, they have uh, like two different like key card like turnstiles that go to like separate elevators that go to them. Yeah. It's like they don't touch each other. They don't interact at all, which is like kind of weird. But I mean, I, I guess you don't. You don't want to mess with the secret sauce, you know? Like, sure. Don't wanna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Atlas is still very much its own. Don't think it. The right. Atlas publishes their own stuff in Japan too. I think so. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And then Sega does it in North America. Deep Silver is in in Europe or something like that. Right. It's complicated. It's complicated. Uh, but that was cool. That was a, a fun trip. Otherwise, we just like messed around in Akihabara, bought a bunch of ab dumb weeb action figures. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you uh, buy the undiscovered action figure? The uh, oh, uh, unexplored. Unexplored. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we found. This one area where it was just a bunch of bootlegs. So nice. there was uh, the Last of Girl. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. All right. Which was Last of Us, right? It, yeah. it was last supposed to be Last girl. of Us. Last of Girl. Last of Girl. And oh, there was like a. Uh, there, there was another version of her as well that was also called something different that was really good. Oh, Last Survivor. There's another version where it was just called Last Survivor. Was it at least the the girl from Last of Us? Yeah, it actually looked okay. like the most of the box at least looked pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We looked up some pictures at like online, and I, the box maybe isn't fully representative okay. of the quality of the model. <laughs> um, but the box, I'm like, yeah, that looks like Ellie. Uh, there was a Nathan Drake uh, from Unexplored. I uh, love that game. <laughs> Favorite series, Unexplored. Do you think? Do you think they make uh, a, a part of it is because they don't have the rights, right, to make these action oh, figures? 100%. Do you think part of it is just like if we name it something really stupid and get close, like The Last Girl, then people are going to take pictures of it, and that'll be some free publicity. Yeah, maybe 100%. I'm just like digging too. But, to but it. as <laughs> we were taking pictures, we very quickly noticed a sign next to it that said, don't take pictures. Oh, wow. <laughs> I see, but that just encourages uh, you yeah. to take more pictures. It really does. And I, and I bet below that, there's like, don't talk about this on podcasts or YouTube yeah, or anything. Please don't. Tweet this on your social yeah, media. RP, John Yeah, there's that. There is uh, The White Wolf, and there's a Geralt. That looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, he, there was yeah. one with a bathtub, and he had a rubber ducky, right? Oh, that was like, a, that was an official one. That was an official. Dark oh, and horse. they just they just added a, the rubber ducky. They had, yeah, they added a rubber ducky. That's pretty it's cool. like the famous <laughs> picture of him in the bathtub, but as a two hundred dollars statue. We, we are very tempted by it, <laughs> to be honest. Put it on the set. Hey, we're trying to figure out what to do with the table in there. We could have Geralt in there. Tamor messaged. <laughs> Tay, like half-hearted, like joking, but also like eh, if he says yes, like can we get this for the set? Can we expense that? Tay mm. was like, I don't know, ask Chris. So gotta gotta bring it up higher if we want to get that for the mm. set. There's still time to get it though. Exactly. They're still there. They're still, t- they're still there. They could yeah, go. We back. don't have much time, right? They go back and they get it. We got to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you get around to playing anything while you were there? Are you pretty? I did. Busy. I played some Pokemon. Hmm. Not as much as I would have liked because I just was so tired. I yeah. ended up falling asleep. But I, I'm about to do the third gym. 
Okay. So, uh, like eight eight hours in or so. And I really like it a whole lot. Um, I think just the biggest thing about it is that, because um, I like did not look at any of the leaks, I've been like very much keep myself away from any information about the game. So I feel like I'm constantly running into like new and interesting Pokemon. That's just like nice. really surprising. And uh, like I don't know, man. Like some of the Pokemon in this game are wild. Like there's <laughs> yeah. um, are you are you doing Sword or Shield? I'm doing Shield. Okay. There was this one. It, it's like a like a Pokeball on the ground in, in like oh, a cave. I want to yes. go pick it up, and then it's like a weird bear, bear trap, trap Pokemon. Stunfisk. Always yeah. got to watch out for that guy. That's an older one, though, right? Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, I think so. See, that's the thing. Is also I exactly. It's I, great. I'm just not because I'm not. I feel like my brain hasn't retained the information from some of the newer generations. After Generation Three, I, it's all. It's all. I don't know what. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I'm constantly like, whoa, this Pokemon's cool. And everyone's like, that's been a Pokemon for five years. And I'm like, I don't know, it's still cool. Like, <laughs> There's a really good Pokemon. I won't say exactly what it what it is, but it's called Ice Q and it's later. And it's it's an exclusive to Shield. And that one in particular is very good, I think. It's yeah. it's a it's a dumb penguin, but there is a twist. There is a wild <laughs> twist. Yeah. Oh, it, it ends up getting a getting a, a club and a, a police hat with sun no anime. No anime. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, I yeah. should catch it. Yeah, that's, and then photo, do some yeah. Photoshop. <laughs> catch six of them. Go to camp, and then it's just a club. You know. Yeah. An exclusive Ooh. club of penguins. Oh, cute. That's never been done before. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I like it a whole lot. I don't know if I have anything like to say that hasn't been said. Like I know Callie got to talk a lot about it uh, last week, but I don't know. It's Pokemon. It's real good. Um, I'm like excited to keep playing it. I think the the most fun I'm having is actually playing it at home because my girlfriend. This is the first Pokemon game she's ever played. Oh, cool. So and she's like really into it. Like she she was like really nervous. Like I don't know if I'm gonna like it. And then she's like. Yo, I caught a pigeon and then I Dynamaxed him and it was the dumbest shit. This game's awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so just like seeing her excited about it is like making me like more excited. I'm like, yeah, let's nice. like play together and we'll like catch a cool party and and you know trade and stuff. So yeah, you can you can get some serious drip in that game too, customizing your character with all kinds of outfits. Oh, she was yeah. hella into yeah, that. That's Shouts out to uh, the home, homie uh, Odell Harmon Jr. <laughs> that dude is just tweeting out like all his different outfits. In Pokemon, <laughs> so, uh, and I've been loving what he's putting down. So, yeah, my girlfriend, it's her first foray into a full Pokemon game too. Besides, Ooh. let's go Pikachu and Eevee, and she wound up blowing all of her money on outfits and haircuts in like the first two towns. I feel like everyone did that. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I did. I did that too. <laughs> and then she was like, "Shit, I can't buy any more Pokeballs or potions." <laughs> You have to help me, Jan. I was like, I can't give you money in this game. Like, I can't support your lifestyle here. So I have a question for you, Jan. How yes. deep are you into Pokemon? Oh boy, it's like because like a... this is this can be this can go very very deep, or it could just be like because I know you play quite a bit. You do Pokemon Days, yes, uh, that are never actually on a Monday. Um, Giant Bomb's best selling series. I don't know why I said selling. We don't sell. Uh, I, I think like I'm so I kind of fell out after Gen 4. I kind of just dipped out completely. It was like, all right, I don't need to play this anymore. And it was actually tangentially kind of Pokemon Go and then a little bit of Let's Go that got me back into it. And then I started seeing the battling aspect in Let's Go and like the battling aspect in Let's Go is like very I don't, I don't want to say simplified, but it, it sheds a lot of mechanics that you get in the mainline games. Um so then, just like you, Jean-Luc, I completely avoided any and everything I could of the leaks or whatever from Sword and Shield. And then as soon as I got this, and then, like, you know, this is a full-on battling 
uh, systems. You get abilities, you get items and whatnot. Got to properly take into account natures and like internal values of Pokemon and all the different stats. And I'm just like way too deep that it's a borderline problem. <laughs> like I'll, it's it's got to a point where it's like low key affecting my regular like day to day work where I will miss cues during Giant Bomb's like oh no stuff of like hey it, busy it, hatching yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like hey hey Jan I I need to go to the bathroom can you kill my mic <laughs> and like what yeah, yeah you're clear <laughs> um but yeah it's just been a lot of breeding but then they also make it so much easier to get a Pokemon with good stats, or at least the ones you want, and get that battle ready. And then, oh god, and then I'm just diving into a deeper, deeper hole, because I'm just used to singles battling, so it's like 1v1 of like a team of 3v3. Uh, but now, that's not the actual proper form of competitive play in Pokemon. You have to do like 2v2, so now you have to take into account like the, nat the all the stats of one Pokemon, and then your other one, and then two of your opponents, so then it gets into a bigger, deeper hole of like, okay, what is viable, what is not viable? But at the same time, I want to use dumb-looking Pokemon. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, dumb, maybe not fair. Funny? What? <laughs> uh, uh, oddly designed Pokemon. Fun. Pokemon. Fun, fun Pokemon. Yeah. Like uh, Ice Q. <laughs> I, like Ice Q. Have you, have you made uh, Dracovish? Dracovish? It's like oh, one of the fossil yeah, ones. Yeah, so I haven't made it, but I've seen images of it. Yeah, yes. the, the, so I don't, I don't know how much you guys know about this, but there's... There's fossil Pokemon. I've heard of this. And yes. basically, you get two fossils and you give them to this woman. And she's like, Well, I'll just slap them together and see what happens. And some of the creations are terrifying. The, the yes. one I saw, <laughs> I think maybe the laugh the most was the body was just the tail from a different yes. Yes. Pokemon. <laughs> uh -huh. And then it just had a head attached to the top yes. of the tail. Yes, yes. It does sound terrifying. That what is the hell? that is Draco Vish. And then, like, Damn. I when I first saw Red Dracovich, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is red too, so I don't know. Oh, he might be. Hey, shots up DSA, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I am a member. And uh, I was looking, I was like, this design is so dumb. Probably is like garbage on the ladder. And then I, I play, I use him, I put him on a team, and then he is just rinsing through every single one of my opponents. I'm like, wow, this guy's like he a heavy hitter. You look odd. <laughs> and I don't think you're like the cutest thing in the world, but I love you. <laughs> um, that and I don't know. I just I, I kind of want to make curry now, you know. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Because yep. uh, I'm playing it in Japan. Oh, we ended yeah. up, we ended up having curry like three times, not necessarily should. because of Pokemon, but I was like, I've been like taking screenshots every time mm -hmm. I make a curry because I'm like, ooh, curry with hamburger, ooh, curry with like sweet chili. Maybe I can dogs. apply some of this at home. Like, yeah, like ooh. Okay. <laughs> Bread curry. What? <laughs> yeah, some of the the dishes you make, I I don't think I would ever actually eat like dry apple curry. But you know, maybe who knows? Maybe yeah, if someone put it in front of me, I'd be like, well, you just got to try it. Yeah. You know, you know, I'll eat it. Yeah, you'll eat it. I, yeah, I feel like this anything. is the first real foray into like what people eat in the Pokemon universe. Yeah, and, and you're getting a lot of yeah. like validation of like, oh, they totally eat like crabby. Oh yeah, well I mean in uh. In the second gen one, there's the whole like slowpoke slow poke tail, tail trade, yeah. the illegal yeah. slowpoke tail trade, which they make a big deal out of in Johto. But for some reason in Galar, they're I like, whatever, man, put whatever you want on your on your. <laughs> I was assuming that was more like a drug thing than a like a eating thing. Oh, like you think like, they were getting high oh, off the slowpoke? Yeah, they tails? were. They were like grinding up those slowpoke yeah. tails and getting Light and up the making some powder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's a little bug tail. Dang, homie. Yeah, that would make you feel all types of slow. Yo, you get, yeah. Everything would be chopped and screwed up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay, mm. okay. He uh, always looks happy anyway, you know. Yeah. Mm. We'll stay blazed. Uh, we'll <laughs> talk more about Pokemon, I'm sure. Jean-Luc, uh, anything else you wanted to uh, touch uh, on? It yeah. seems like you got Control here. Finish that one. I have Control. Um, it's one of the games that I had been meaning to go back and play before our Game of the Year debates because everyone in the office is always talking up Control, so I'm like, I gotta... And we've talked about it. it on probably 10 episodes of yeah, this Yeah, so I don't know much I have, to, uh, <laughs> have to say it. it hasn't been heard a million times. But I really like it a whole lot. It didn't quite get, like, my... as I didn't end up loving it the way I think I really wanted to by the end. And a lot of that has to do with some of the game's weird gameplay issues. The checkpointing in that game can be really bad mm-hmm. at times. Especially on the spikes too. Yeah, especially on the PS4 with the long loading times. Like you said, the difficulty spikes. There is this one uh, gauntlet of enemies where you have to like kind of do like a couple different uh, like objectives. And if you died on like even the third one, it would kind of kick you back to that first objective. And it happened just from just from falling. Like I just happened to not see where a ledge was and fall. And and that that can be really frustrating, especially because the game throws all this cool stuff where you're like floating around and you like it just wants you to like go ham with the powers but you feel like you need to be a little more reserved because you're like you know if i accidentally like die just from like messing around i could get kicked back like a really long time and that that kind of like took a little bit of the wind out of the game for me i think in a game that's not a platformer if you fall off the edge it shouldn't be death you should just respawn on the ledge nearby sekiro does this which i really like because that game is notoriously hard but if you fall off the edge it's like all right you lose some health there you go but with control what i found this was an issue for me too because you'd use that levitate ability and i'd be i'd be killing a bunch of people or whatever and then all of a sudden it would give out and i'd fall and die and i'd be like oh my god oh wait you could so you can levitate in this game but you still take fall damage from that levitate death well yeah if you like don't land on like a playable area it's just instant death oh okay it's like a 45 second loading screen and Uh, then you get like sent back on a checkpoint which could be like a couple minutes like of you know it's yeah it it can be frustrating and when you throw in like difficulty spike too especially like on the last couple of uh, combat scenarios, I, it did get pretty frustrating. Yeah. But, but it, it's a good game. It is. It's a really good game, and it's it's a bummer. Like, I'm kind of hoping maybe they could, like, you know, if, you know, they're doing expansions, and they could maybe, like, patch or iron some of that stuff out, especially, like, the checkpointing or something. Like, I don't know, but it's, it's a bummer because, like, I love so much about the rest of that game. Like, I think the world building is top-notch. I love that game's art direction is, like, so striking. It's really really good it's just has a couple things that kept me from being like this is my absolute like favorite game yeah i'd say i agree sick well <laughs> i mean yeah it's it's master class in world building i would say it really uh, is uh just because like i i think i said this way back when i was on another episode but I don't know how much you dug into the the actual I read everything. Yeah, exa- everything. yeah that's what I'm saying. Because I usually skip over that stuff, but control it's like every corner you turn, it has something to tell you about its world, why things are so damn weird. Hmm. And it's you know, it it takes a lot. It's a it's a fascinating world and it it'll, it takes a lot for me to do that in yeah. a game, to read all those log entries or whatever. And it it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Although Another small nitpick, it when you are if you miss a log entry and you don't click the button right away to immediately go to it, and so you have to go to the menu to oh, like yeah. find it. 
it the how do I, how do I describe this? Basically, it has like a little red icon to say like, hey, this is one you haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. But when you're scrolling, it waits until you get to like the very edge of the screen to then continue like scrolling like, oh further. see you never know you yeah. <laughs> so you're like well no no, no. <laughs> you do know because it'll show it'll just show like the top half of the next one so you have uh. to like but you have to go one at a time like nope uh. nope <laughs> nope yeah nope. I, 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 and when I you're at the it. end of the game and you have like 500 of those you're just like ah forget it like start no, from the I'm, beginning. I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not gonna know. Yeah, yeah i'll just start reading them all <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about and i was like oh come on i want to read this yeah what have you been up to michael Oh boy, it, it, you know, it feels weird to not have anything, any new developments in Final Fantasy XIV. Because right. last mm. episode, I had, uh, I was on the verge of tears talking about the ending of Shadowbringers, and my god, I, you know, that's the game I'm spending the most time in still. I just log on to live there. I just <laughs> want to live in Final Fantasy XIV, so I'm doing like, uh, leveling up my all my other jobs, and doing crafting, and finding all kinds of weird stuff that I missed along the way. Uh, but I won't get into that because, my God, I have annoyed everyone uh, with Final Fantasy XIV. And I'm going to keep doing that, uh, especially as we come close to best of. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll save that for then. I spent a lot of time playing more Death Stranding. I talked about this last week, but more developments. And uh, I still like that game a lot. I think that it's starting to layer a lot more systems. And I'm starting to see... Uh, the different ways in which I, okay, I need to take these packages. I should take on these uh, orders for Sam uh, at this time because I'm going in that direction anyway. So there's a lot of plotting my course mm. uh, rather than, you know, I'll just take whatever I can because it's it's fairly contained in the early episodes. But now it's opened up to where I need to start thinking about uh, the side orders and then my main orders. Which main orders do I want to take at this time? What am I going to be carrying uh, when I go there? Do I have to retrieve something and then get to the point? Because I don't want to carry 100 kilograms worth of stuff if I'm going to go into mule territory. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather just go in there, clean, pick that stuff up, and then get the other things that I need to deliver. And then it, there's stuff like, do you want to carry materials to build a road? Yeah. Because that's going to also cost, like, I, I, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I, was, I started playing more yesterday because um, that's, like, another one I want to get through. And uh, I just, like, didn't think about how much weight all the like, m- m- uh, like metal is and stuff. So Yo, I was just uh, like, stuff's heavy. I was like, oh man, there's a road over there I can build. I'm like, I right, put like 800 metal on my back, put like 400 Cairo crystals. Nope, and then you've fallen like, over. I could not carry <laughs> any like, of it. And I was like, I'd load up my truck <sighs> with them and then I'd drive up next to a road and be like, all right, now I got to transfer these. And I'd try to take all of them and like slowly inch my way up <laughs> yeah. and like tipping and then get there and like, all right, dump everything in there. Dump yep. everything in there. <laughs> Reed has fallen over. Uh, that's... I think a lot of people I've seen have like made this comparison, but it really is like the, how many bags of groceries can I carry yeah. to the parking lot? Oh, 100%. In my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the video game. Yeah, I still I still like it. I'm still liking it a lot. Uh, oh, vehicles have opened up as well. I realize how annoying the terrain can be to drive <laughs> through, but also that's kind of your fault if you're taking a taking a big ass truck through rocky territory. I did that, and I learned the hard way. Oh yeah, Wasting I did materials. that a lot. I'm like, I can get this up a mountain. Nope, I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, but that I think that further proves just how much the terrain is an enemy because it, you don't just get to a point, at least for now, you don't get to a point where I unlock something and now I can just forget about the challenges that the terrain poses. Uh, instead, once you get to like Lake Knot City, it's like, hey, you don't got a car straight up, and now you're gonna have to worry about walking through rocks uh, and stuff like that using limited resources. So, yeah, every every step away so far, I've just been intrigued by just delivering stuff. 
uh, the, you know, as as I as more of the story starts to unfold as well, uh, I think that I start to see the what is it? Not I mean, I guess the cracks in the the narrative parts because like mm. there is a main, of course, there's a main narrative with like Die Hardman, uh, Dead Man, Norman hard, Reedus, man. hard <laughs> very hard man, uh, uh, and uh, what's what's it? fragile? I love fragile a lot. Uh, I think, oh my, Fragile has the best haircut of 2019. You know? <laughs> Damn, I love I love her hair and like Lady Sidhu, uh That haircut is I want was that working. Umbrella she has, yeah, it doesn't look functional at all, but no. not at all. It's cool. I, yeah, I do not know how she avoid time fall, uh, but uh, it oh, is what didn't. it is. Well, yeah, uh, you'll find out soon, early in the game. But um, I think a lot of it too has to do with the the. Um, ancillary stories of the people who are in these bunkers and especially in episode three where there's a lot of it's more about the uca trying to uh, gain someone's trust and how easy it's them it is for them to like yeah yeah shit i'll join the uca i'll give i don't give a damn and then also you get to another person's like i hate the uca i'll never join y'all hmm. and like hey but I can uh, bring you back. package real good. Yeah, I can deliver your ex-girlfriend or like someone you used to be have with. This, have this pizza. Yeah. I was like, damn, Dante, okay. You can have all the pizzas you want. Uh, but I think the those start to... When you start reading the emails too, especially... I know a lot of people are talking about this one, but the chiral artist, um, there's a relationship that you kind of rekindle and then it just dies out through emails. And that's incredibly disappointing. And I'm like... I that that's such a major plot point for getting the UCA connected in this episode, and then it's kind of a throwaway at the end. And I'm like, what? Come on, y'all! Like this is to be. I don't know. It's this not all happy those. endings. I guess. I guess maybe that's the point. Is that like not everything ends happily? But I mean, I'm gonna see the game through because it is for better. I mean, for better or worse, mostly better. It is wildly intriguing. Have you played much of Death Stranding, Jan? Yeah, uh, I've. I fell off at chapter five. Uh, there, at Giant Bomb, we had a lot of chatter going on about what this game was and then just lack of understanding um, about everything about it. I kind of, so I wound up starting the game offline completely. So nothing, the, my world wasn't being populated by anything. And then um, Brad Shoemaker had given me the tip of like, dude, just sign online because it's going to be a completely different game. And then as soon as I, signed up online and then uh my world was suddenly populated with roads going out the wazoo and like a bunch of people making little notes and whatnot and i i don't know if i'm going to revisit it and uh see it to its completion i think i'd seen everything that i will uh take away from it i'm not the biggest kojima fan i should probably say that also michael i was very confused because i was looking at these notes you guys have here and i thought you were going to be talking about a standing desk that you were getting <laughs> oh. uh, and i was like you're not talking this you're talking about death stranding <laughs> uh, i want to know a, about your standing desk how's that going <laughs> it's a, a dumb tamor joke that i actually like a lot uh um, if you go on the GameSpot twitter page which is, is hot fire okay you know what All i'm right. saying uh it's a silly meme that tam posted death standing Death standing. Desk, okay. desk standing. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we've gone over this. Before. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know. uh, but yeah, I, I I think it's very neat, Michael. You you hit the nail on the head that it's it's something completely different mm -hmm. than the other AAA games coming out. And like, you know, it's not necessarily a shooter or like an action adventure. We actually had an email, wonder asking, is it a platformer? 
because you know there's times where you jump on stuff yeah kind of kind of sure yeah. like later in the game there's a segment and i won't spoil anything but you're you're jumping a lot. Yeah. Damn. You get an exoskeleton that boosts your jumping distance. Ooh, yeah. um, you can ride that little cart like it's a skateboard. Yeah. Ladders, you're throwing down ladders so you can yeah. platform across cliffs. There you, you know go. Yeah. Scaling I mean, cliffs with I guess the... you could argue like navigating a space and trying to avoid falling is like a platform type of itself. platforming. Yeah. Right? Sure, yeah. Like that. Oh. Damn. That's an interesting we've, way to think cracked, about it. We've cracked it. That's what Death Stranding is. It's a platformer. It's platformer. Yeah, tops <laughs> the platformers. Next. Mario 64, <laughs> Death Stranding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's as much as I got to say about Death Stranding at this point. Um, I also have Persona Q2 on here because, you know, there are so many games that we need to play mm-hmm. for Game of the Year to have educated discussions. And so I have a lot of games installed on my PC. And Persona Q2 is not one of them. But, but I looked at my 3DS and I was like, damn. <laughs> That 3DS looking real nice. <laughs> Boot it up. Battery still charged. Got two bars on it. So okay. I'm like, damn, I didn't finish Persona Q2. And it is one of my favorite games of the year from what I played. I played the first two Labyrinths or okay. well, the first two movies slash cinemas. And I picked it back up and I'm like, this game is it. It's a 3DS game in 2019 and it is an absolute joy to play. I am so happy that the game exists and I'm very happy that it picked up my 3DS back again because, uh, I mean, other than Shadowbringers like, or playing Final Fantasy XIV, I think like Persona Q2 is some of the happiest times I've had this year. That came out this year? Yeah, it came yeah. out this year in June. Wow. Yeah, That seems like a long time ago. It's yeah. going to make our uh, best of... 3DS uh, discussion pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, just, that's yeah, the one, that's right? That's the one. That's <laughs> the one. <laughs> yeah, and if y'all don't know what Persona Q2 is, it's, uh, I don't know if y'all don't know what Etrian Odyssey is. I was about to ask, is it like still that style? It's that Etrian yeah. Odyssey style, but mm. you have the cast of Persona 3, 4, and 5 getting together, trapped in a mysterious cinema world, and it's 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 silly, and it's the most fan, fan service-y thing in the world, and it just nails fan service perfectly, right? I, it's absolutely i'm so happy this exists i would love to i i need to go back to it because i think i only did i didn't even finish the first cinema because oh, I, ju- I just didn't have time i like started it up but i love the original persona q yeah. it's like when it came out it was like one of my favorite games because it is that like perfect it's like the most niche game ever where it's like you have to not only like persona 3 and persona 4 you also have to like etrian odyssey yeah and if you're like are the five percent that happens <laughs> to like all three of those, it's like this is the greatest game ever made. Exactly. And it's so good. And like, you know, the you're right, like the fan service is just like so on point. Like seeing those characters like interact with each other yeah. and the the little bits in between the dungeons where they're having conversations mm-hmm. is so good. It's absolutely adorable. And I swear it, it okay, three DS game, but it is the best soundtrack i've heard in yeah, a very long time oh my god there's like there's remixes of the songs that you've heard through uh persona 3 4 and 5 and there's a lot of original tracks that are very like jazzy yeah and it's like q, a, the up, q1 stuff's like oof. yeah it's like an upbeat jazz and the way they incorporate the three main singers from those soundtracks and how they layer on their voices into the original songs and like the different, different battle themes based on who's in your party it's Yo, I can, it's real I, good. <laughs> my God, this the soundtrack in Persona Q2 is absolute fire. Yo, it slap, it bang, it clap, all them <laughs> things. You can start laying on more object, obje- objectives, adjectives, but yeah, did very you, very special. Did game. you play the original Q? Yeah. Okay. Too. Yeah. Uh, that was the, I went to Germany for Gamescom and I had a ten hour flight and I'm like, it's all good because I played Persona Q for ten hours straight. And it wow. Was lovely. 
And Legs were dead, but didn't sleep, and then <laughs> did not sleep, and then had to cover Gamescom all by myself. What about you, Jan? You playing anything? Uh, finishing up my backlog of like random stuff. Um, dipped back into Control. Dipped back into Outer Wilds. Finished off Indivisible. Um, that came out like what a month or so ago. Yo, you finished Indivisible? Yeah, it's it's great. It ends hey. really nice. It, it's it's cute. Um, get a lot of East Asian. General like Asian representation that you don't normally see. I'm holding Michael's hand now for the folks at home. Bahalana, <laughs> um, uh, and it's it's a uh, it's really neat that s- specific combat system. Haven't really seen ever. Apparently, it takes a lot of influence, direct influences from Valkyrie Profile. Yep, which is a PS1 RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, that and I don't know, man. I'm just trying to to not play games, but it's that season where you have to play games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That and I keep thinking of like maybe I'll just pick up something completely random that came out this year and that'll just be my dark horse that I beat to the end of game of the year. Thought about picking up Trials of Cold Steel 3. Yo, is it because of Ian? It's 100% because of Ian. <laughs> you know, I, I was going to DM Ian earlier today like, okay, I think I'm going to start playing uh, Legend Heroes. Uh, should I play Trails in the Sky or Trails of Cold Steel? Where do I begin? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was just looking at videos of that game and then I have no idea what it's like. But I'm thinking, hey, you know, I still got three four days before the rest of my coworkers come to sf and we lock ourselves in this very room to deliberate so what is what is exactly this game because all the only <laughs> context the, wrong oh, people. the only context i have is that um i'm in charge of like our like GameSpot game library ah so anytime we get like games um like copies from like publishers uh, i have to like put them in there so Callie will occasionally just dump like a bunch of anime crap on my desk and I just I let it stack up too high and then mm-hmm, people are always mm-hmm. like what is this Jean-Luc got on his desk it's like a bunch, of, <laughs> a bunch of nonsense and one of them is I think that has been one of them I've definitely Ooh, seen that there oh okay what, what, what if we get into that's the, what if that's our 2020 adventure yeah? the game that we play all year well a lot of people are going to be wanting those copies from the library so yeah, they probably uh, good luck will. yeah <laughs> high demand uh that and then just running well, biking in literal circles, hatching eggs in Pokemon. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm doing that too. I have never really been into the competitive scene into breeding. I just play Pokemon for the story. I got the Pokemon I wanted. Sometimes I would complete the Pokedex. Mm-hmm. But with this one, because it's more accessible, I've been riding in circles a lot. Nice. I've been spending a lot of time just yeah. like... Using a rubber band? Like, is that... Yeah. I saw oh, that. I, that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've gotten multiple DMs saying like, you're so dumb, Joy-Con Drift. You should do it with a Pro Controller. <laughs> and I'm just looking at them. It's like, I just I just did it for this gag. I'm not actually going to stick <laughs> yeah. a rubber band look on. At the, look at the clout. Look at the numbers. Look yeah. at the retweets. Huh? Huh? Do something. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like a bunch of people telling me, it's like, you're doing it wrong. You could just do this instead and it'll be a more optimum way. It's like, yes, I know that there's a more optimum way. I'm not legitimately going to keep my Switch Joy-Con <laughs> controllers like with a rubber band on it to... Ah, whatever. That's when you're just like, no, I've, I'm games press. I've got infinite money. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo showed me how. They yeah. told me this is the best method. It's that clout strife, baby. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> how is that not a rapper? We've talked about this before. I swear we've talked you about this You and I have before. talked about yes, this? I think so. We've talked about clout in like numerous different... Yeah. We talk about like... Well, no, I'll say... Yeah, I'll, I'll say... That say yeah, we... Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> So I, I guess you talked a bit about Pokemon, but are you are you enjoying Pokemon? Yes, yeah, totally enjoying it. I mean, you know, there's definitely the the complaints that are totally valid, like them cutting a bunch of Pokemon, some of the animations being reused. 
But you could definitely tell that there's like there are key moments in that game where they spent a lot of time with the animations of specific moves of specific Pokemon. Um, and I, I do appreciate them taking a chance with some of the designs being a little bit out there. Uh, also, you know, shout outs to Yamper being the cutest fudging oh, yeah. thing in the world. Uh, an electric corgi. I've never normally I'm fine letting Pokemon evolve, but that was the one time I'm like mashing B. It's like no, 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 you're not gonna grow up. I swear <laughs> no. It's evolution's Aww. pretty good too, but yeah, I, yeah. Yamper's Yamp, oh, Yamper corgi. knocks it out of the park. What, is, what yeah. does Wulu turn into? Uh, like just a bigger sheep. Yeah, it's yeah, just got horns on. That's oh, the man. one where I I let Puts evolve, and I was like, oh, I mean, he's he's cool, but I love Wulu. Yeah. I want Wulu back. Wulu, so cute, fluffy little, and it rolls forward. Oh my gosh. Did you guys see people? Well, I don't know. Maybe you saw people that were who data mined the game. Found there's like data for, oh man, a couple Pokemon that aren't in the game. I think the big one is, uh, oh, he's in Super Smash Bros. What's Agumon. the no, uh, the the, uh, the the buff Infer fire person, Infernape. Yeah. No, 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 close uh, Decidueye. Poplio. Oh, Incineroar. 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 There you go. Incineroar. It, and there's, I think someone, like someone found uh, Bulbasaur too. So I kind of think that eventually, like maybe for events, they'll be like, hey, oh, there's yeah. a there's a Bulbasaur max oh, raid sure. going yeah. on. Like, make sure to go get your Bulbasaur now. Or uh, what is it? Litten evolves into. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's kind of interesting. I, I'm curious to see what they do with that. Like, obviously, this is just speculation, but I think it would be really cool, and it would be a good reason to keep people playing. If, like, I don't know, every week or so, they more or less introduce a new Pokemon you can go out and catch. Like that, that'd be really neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, that wild area when you connect online, though, kind of gets a little bit, yeah, uh, a little bit framey performance wise. I don't think I need everyone running around there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it just populated with people I'm actually friends with on like Nintendo yeah. online, then that'd be nice. Maybe but. that and like campsites and stuff that you yeah. can just peek in. But seeing people like, especially because it's just people going to the breeder and back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. And it's like, all right, this this is this area is slowed down because of this. Mm -hmm. uh, after I had tweeted out that rubber band trick, I had like hung out by the breeder, and then I saw like a couple people just going in circles <laughs> over and over again. I'm like, man, trends, trendsetter over here. It's that cloud strife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, uh, but yeah, I, 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 anything else you've been playing or no? Just uh, watching a lot of stuff. Um, God, I this mm, mm, mm. Uh, Disney Plus, you know, came out. Was it two, three weeks ago? Yes. Something yeah. Like that. And then after the initial nostalgia wave of watching like a bunch of stuff like we grew up with, like all the Disney Channel originals. I wound up dipping into like the newer stuff Disney's been doing. Oh God, yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend and I were were both suckers for the High School Musical trilogy. Oh God. Uh, and then we wound up follow, following and watching the other thing that Kenny Ortega wound up making, which was uh, the Descendants. And the Descendants is another musical Disney Channel original set of movies where it's the children of a bunch of villains. And all the villains and bad guys, yes. Yes, descendants. Yes, have been segregated to an island, and it's like a magical bubble around the island. They're not allowed to leave. But four kids are allowed to leave, and then it's just a musical afterwards. And, like, it's actually really good, and I hate myself for <laughs> liking it. <laughs> uh, Shouts to Descendants 2, Children Like a Villain, best song. <laughs> yeah, I got... Disney Plus too, like everyone else, and I started. I watched the first episode of Mandalorian, and I was like, "All right," and I have not used it since. <laughs> and I'm like, right "Well, on. 
If I got monthly, I probably would cancel it, but I didn't. I got the year thing, so mm. I might as well finish Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, but Wait till terms... that all eventually comes out. Or that, yeah. 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 Uh, but in terms of what I've been playing, I've been playing Pokemon too. but I also, I'm about to wrap up Disco Elysium, which is fantastic. That is my game of the year. I talked about it a lot last episode, but I just, there's so many things to talk about with that game. Um, I won't go into all of it, but man, the writing is so good. Mm-hmm. Just, I yeah I I definitely skimmed through some of it because it is a lot of reading it is a lot of reading there's a lot of backstory uh and I don't want to retread a lot what I don't want to retread what I said last week but having almost seen the game through uh it I think I'm about thirty hours I think I'll finish about thirty hours and it is well worth the time I recommend that game to pretty much anyone who is into RPGs uh, just know that there's quite a bit of reading and there is some sensitive. Uh, themes uh, that might be might be rough for some people. Okay. Um, but somehow, despite that, the game does a very good job of balancing its, I don't know, comedy. I don't even want to say comedy, but it's dark humor with the with the with the darker themes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. When when games try and touch on some of those sensitive themes, uh, sometimes they kind of drop the ball in the sense that it's introduced for either shock value or it's introduced without tying that thread up in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that Disco Elysium does that. With, it does, with, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, at least from what I've seen, like it, this is an RPG that takes your decisions into account. Uh, Jess uh, in our AU office was telling me that, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically a main character can essentially be swapped at some point oh. uh, depending, on, depending on how something else plays out. Uh, and I'm already excited to replay it to see how that works because it sounds hilarious yeah uh but i mean just the way the way the game uh i guess represents the thoughts in your character's head i think is brilliant just whatever you put skill points into that is a voice in your head and during conversations it'll just chime in and be like what are you doing you idiot like (laughs) don't do that or or there was there was a woman who i was it was like, all right, are we going to arrest her? And she was like, please don't arrest me. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm not going to be I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to arrest you. All right, we'll leave. And then I leave, and immediately an internal dialogue starts, and it's like, you idiot. <laughs> like oh, this doesn't match up. This doesn't match up. This doesn't match up. This doesn't match up. She's clearly lying to you, and you've made a huge mistake. And I was like, oh no. But I just rolled with it because I didn't want to. I've been safe scumming here and there when I fail too many uh, mm. skill checks, but I trying to stick with the decisions I make. But man, it is a hell of a game. That sounds like yeah. the most interesting part of the game to me is like, you think of games like uh, Outer Worlds where it, it takes the skills you put into account, but usually it's like, it'll just say like, oh, you can now say this one thing because you have medical and it'll kind of like lets you know that. But to have it be like this voice in your head that actually just like kind of more, it feels more natural where it just mm-hmm. is like feeding into how you respond and the way your character like it's like the way your character thinks exactly yeah like it, personified it, and that mm-hmm. that just sounds so much more like like that sounds like the evolution of something like what outer worlds does which i love but like it's very much rooted in a more in, in, in a way that we've seen before yeah and kind of to your point too like if you invest in logic i think it's logic it, it's something in the in the smarts intelligence tree if you invest in that and for example, on the crime scene, you can basically recreate the crime scene 
in your head. And like for me, I didn't invest in intelligence early on, so I didn't see any of that. I'm just kind of blundering around like like <laughs> early on the body's hanging and I'm trying to figure out how we're going to get it down. Um, and I turn to my partner. Meanwhile, you've lost your gun, your badge, your car. You've lost everything. And I turn to my partner and it's like, well, we can't pull the body down, but what if you shoot the rope? And then the body will fall. And and he's like, that's the stupidest idea. And you're like, but what if it works? And he's like, all right, fine. We'll give it a shot. And he misses. And then I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Give it to me. Give it to me. And he's like, this is a bad idea. And it's like, no, trust me. Trust me. So we're gonna, I'll take the, I take the gun, shoot him right in the gut because I oh. failed the skill check. And he's just like, all right, enough of that. Like, Well, you shot the dead body. I Hank. shot the dead body in the gut. <laughs> Oh, the coroner gets it. He's like, dude, what the heck? Wow. Yeah. Contaminated this tampering, whole scene. Tampering with evidence. Wow. Ace detective work right there, wow. though. Terrible. Uh, but but I think, especially when you get to the end, like some of the the statements it makes, the ideas it has are, I don't know, I get chills thinking about it. I'm very excited to return and just wrap up that game. I don't know. Michael, you said you started playing it, right? Yeah, I started playing a little bit. And I it, for me, it was a little slow going. I think, I think it's because like, it starts takes, out slow. It takes a little while to kind of understand what the game is trying to do, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you're presented with uh, the different, the various skill uh, branches of the skills that you can get. Because your first, my first instinct is when I play a CRPG and see a huge skill tree, I'm like, "Yo, I gotta min max this stuff." But for everything, from everything I've heard and from the bits that I played, it's that no matter what you quote unquote spec into, the game's gonna account for that. So it's not like. Mm -hmm. Uh, like a like a D and D RPG where ah oh, damn I didn't invest in dexterity and I'm like a rogue class and now I'm shit out of luck in these boss fights or whatever so uh, it definitely I don't think it's it doesn't do that at least uh, that's what it sounds like and I'm sure you can attest to that uh, but yeah it it is a lot of reading so you kind of have to be in the mood I, I was telling you about how I got like mad wasted on on was it Saturday or Friday damn I can't even keep track of the days I'm like the main character in Disco I was gonna Disco say this is, this is exactly what he was dealing with <laughs> yeah and then I was like ah, I can't read right now it's it's a little it's a bit much but um, I it is definitely up my alley because I appreciate games that are willing to go in various directions with its writing because I, I liked Mass Effect early, like in 2007, it was like, whoa, and Knights of the Republic, yo, my choices are being accounted for. That's wild, light side or dark side. Uh, and then when we saw with like Witcher 3 that there are a lot more complicated consequences that can unravel with the ch uh, choices you make. And Disco Elysium is definitely an evolution of that. Uh, even like Divinity Original Sin 2 from two years ago, that game just it, like went off in so many different branches. It reminds me of that. Yeah. And in many ways, this seems like, I don't want to say more focused because I think Divinity is still a very good game, but this this knows exactly what it wants to be because mm -hmm. there's no there's no combat really yeah. holding it back. It is all just a lot of very interesting conversations about politics, about beliefs, about the world, about... Yeah. Uh, and, and some of it, like, especially the world is so dense mm -hmm. and like, if you, if you're a little bit faded and you're trying to play this game, you'd be like, <laughs> where the hell yeah. am it, I? It, it can be overwhelming, but what, well, I mean, I got into a groove where I, like, okay, I understand what I'm capable of, what the, how these conversations are supposed to work like mechanically. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be my Thanksgiving game. Uh, yeah. that and Death Stranding. I, th I think you'll really dig it. Yeah. Uh, what else have I Oh, Kim uh, Kitsuragi. Uh, he's, he's, he's he's really. Good. I'm early on, but I, I like I like that dude. Have you played much of it, Jan? No, no. When I saw the initial emails flood in of Disco Elysium, I thought it'd be like a dancing game, 
And Me then too. I, I saw the videos <sighs> of the actual gameplay. I'm like, oh, this is completely different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, um, not too many people on our staff has checked it out, but it is one of those things like that keeps popping up that I keep hearing little blips about. I'd seen something, um, I think it was the, I forget who it was actually, but you could keep nodding with your partner yeah. mm-hmm. and then you could eventually like both wind, or well, you could wind up killing yourself because you lose too much health. Yeah. You, you break, break your, your neck, neck from nodding. <laughs> yeah. That's what Ben Janka did. <laughs> yeah. I think like, wow, like, you know, the ability to do such a minute thing intrigues the heck out of me that I, I feel like I, sh- I will have to check it out during the Thanksgiving break just to see the shenanigans you could probably work yourself into. Yeah, Callie just started playing uh, and she was at an area and she was texting me. She was like, I just died from sitting in a chair. (laughs) And and I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I sat in the chair and died and because the chair was uncomfortable. And I got to that point, but I guess my character's, I don't know, physique was strong enough to withstand it. (laughs) <laughs> but apparently just the chair was really uncomfortable and the main character was in such a bad state that he was like, I'm going to die if I sit here, which. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. That's so it's, true. It's so wild how that game accounts for so many yeah. different variables. People at desk jobs, you know, stand up once in a while. <sighs> desk standing, you know what I'm saying? But like I said before, as funny as it is, like some of the themes it touches on are just so like real and heart-wrenching and it, it's, it, I, I think it's a really powerful game. I think... Like I said, not for everyone, but uh, if it's your cup of tea, I think you will absolutely adore this game. Sounds like, you know, it, it's hard for games to not just go for it, but also nail it. And from everything I've heard from you talking to you, it sounds like it's one of those games that gets it yep. right. 10 out of 10, GameSpot.com. Yep. Anyway, Half-Life Alex. <laughs> news. Oh. Yeah. Moving right on to the news. Hot off the presses. Half-Life 3. We talked a little bit about this last week, but we recorded on Wednesday, so we knew there was going to be an announcement, but we didn't know anything about it. Uh, I don't know a lot about Half-Life, so I'm going to pass it on to John, Luke, and Michael. Dan, yeah. have you played much Half-Life? No, not at all. All right. Wow. Let's, let's, let's learn them. in your court. Let's teach let's about Half-Life. Um, right. I'm really excited about this in yeah. a way that I... So I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, Half-Life 2 is probably one of my favorite games of all time. But I feel like I haven't thought about it as one of my favorite games in a long time. And I think that is because like my opinion of Valve as a company has sort of been It's changed from soured. a game developer to someone who manages Storefront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and kind of their their treatment of that has sort of soured me on Valve, my sure. opinion of Valve over the last decade. Uh, even though I still think like obviously Half-Life 2 and, and the original Half-Life and its episodes are amazing. But I... It, so when I heard like, oh man, there's gonna be like a new Half Life, and I was like, ah, like okay, like am I am I still gonna be excited about it? Then you see it. Then I see it, and you like, you're like, oh damn, you're like, oh, Half Life, bro. Oh, it's Half Life. It's yeah. modern. You hear the little like of the um, what are they called the um, the like soldier guards? Um, oh, the combine. combine. The combine. Yeah. You like hear their little chatter, right? And you hear like the. Uh, head crab noise, and you hear the little like beep of the, um, the HEV, a- HEV, and you're yeah. like, oh shit, brings it back. Oh shit. Yeah, I guess uh, just to back it up a little bit, what what Half Life Alex actually that was a good setup for like what it feels like to be a longtime Half Life fan yeah. <laughs> and not having heard anything for twelve years. Uh, but yes, Half Life Alex is a VR game. It is built from the ground up for VR and. It is not just a tech demo because like when you think about a big name. Going into VR, it's like, hey, we're just going to use the name to kind of uh, show off this new tech that's VR. 
But Half-Life Alex is a full game that, you know, Jeff Keighley's out there. Uh, yeah, he went to go kind of cover the game I've a little bit. I've heard he's played it. I, word <laughs> on the street is he's played it. And he said it's about like 15 hours, uh, full story narrative that's canonical. And goes. Uh, it's from the perspective of Alex Vance. And Alex Vance is a very important character in Half-Life 2 and all its episodes, uh, daughter of Eli Vance. And from the trailer, there are a lot of implications because if you've played Half-Life 2 Episode 2, you know what happens at the end. And this sort of, at least judging from the trailer, it kicks it back a little bit in the Half-Life 2 timeline. Yeah. And now you're Alex Vance and you're trying to find your father uh, for various reasons that are more or less cryptic in the trailer. But I, you know, playing the game, obviously, you're going to find out what that is. And it, it's a, I, I said this in our breakdown video that I think it's, it's a bold move, but it makes sense. Because if you think about Half-Life as a franchise, it always pushes the boundaries for something. Uh, yeah, Half-Life 1 is like, yo, this is a full-on first-person shooter that's narrative-driven, that's seamless from the beginning to the end. Half-Life 2 was a physics showcase on top of a great game. The gravity gun was wild, and the physics engine of the Source engine was phenomenal for 2004. And then now it's like, okay, what's the thing? What can Half-Life do in 2019 and 2020 that's going to push the boundaries? Well, it has to be something that's... Maybe it has to be VR. And if you think about Half-Life 2, what they do with physics and what you can do with physics in VR, it, it makes perfect sense. Like in, in the trailer, you see uh, Alex using the what I call the gravity gloves. Uh, oh, I like gravity that. gloves. Yeah. And it's, it essentially functions like the gravity gun in Half-Life 2. So they're taking a lot of those elements in there. And you, when you, if you play enough VR games, you realize that they have to cut, not cut corners, but they have to make sense for the player to interact with the world in a efficient manner. You can't walk around and pick up every little thing because that's not fun in VR. So how, what's our what's our in-world excuse for that? Well, it's like, well, Alex has gravity gloves. And that is such a such a clever thing to do. And you see in the in the trailer that the environment is reacting to your hands in real time. It's not like, okay, I'm going to press the grip button and now I can interact with an object. It's like, nah, your body is being accounted for in that world the whole time well, you the, see the one thing that got me excited in that trailer was when she pushes all the stuff out yep. of the way grabs the shell and throws it into a gun yeah. and i was like that's what i want to do in vr yeah that, that's exactly what i was thinking of when i said that i and feel like you're gonna it that changes the way you interact with just like a basic room where yes. it's not just like okay i'm in this room and i'm gonna go from one end to the other it's like okay i'm gonna like take my time and i'm gonna like look on shelves yeah. and like overturn boxes and be like checking around because you just want to like find all yeah you know that those secrets yeah it changes the way you look at the environment so uh yeah i'm i'm actually at first it, it took a little while as the day went on i was doing the the trailer breakdown on gamespot.com you can check that shit out you know what i'm saying uh but as i i got gradually more and more excited because i thought more and more about the possibilities and fr uh, from the trailer and what uh they've showed off in terms of like tech and valve's history of with uh half-life yeah. and by the end of the day, I was like, yo, I cannot wait to play this game. It's going to be wild. So I'm actually warmed up to it. The thing is, of course, you need to do this in VR. So it's going to be pretty limited in terms of like who can pl actually play this game. Right. It's not limited to headsets, though. It seems like, like yes. you can play it on Oculus. I can even play it on my Oculus Quest if I get a link, right? Oh, okay. yep. Can you really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Okay. And then, of course, the, the Index, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what the Valve one's called? Yes. And then... Yeah, it yeah, seems vibe. like it seems like it's got pretty much right. all like higher end headsets covered. Like you won't be able to, I don't know, play it on your 
Google Daydream or yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, or PSVR. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, you can make it work. <laughs> it makes sense because like you need to get as many people on board with this. So it's, it's extended to any of the Steam VR headsets. So like you said, Oculus Quest and uh, Rift, HTC Vive, Windows Mixed Reality. Surprising. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, and Index, Index is really dope because uh, Half-Life Alex is going to account for its finger tracking. And I think that can be a... That is a great time to kind of put that feature into action, which is exclusive yeah. to the index controllers. I, that is something that I have yet to personally like <laughs> had a chance to like play something that really takes mm -hmm. advantage of that. So I'm I'm sure other games do exist, but like to there's something really enticing about like, hey, here's all this cool stuff you've messed with in VR, and now we're gonna actually apply it to like a full, full like big like big budget video game. Uh -huh. Yeah, not That's, just like, really tech demo exciting. anymore. So. Yeah, and if anyone can do that, it's Valve, right? Like, yep. They can throw as much money as they need to at this game to make it as good as it possibly can be, which is yeah. exciting. Like, even though I personally don't have a lot of attachment to Half Life, I'm very excited for this just because I bought into the VR. I've got a, I've got an Oculus Quest, and I really want to see that thing, mm -hmm. what it can do, because I, there have been great games for it, right? Like, I've I've played a lot of Beat Saber, and I've played a lot of yeah. Super Hot, and Pistol Whip just came out. And apparently, that's really cool, and I'm excited to play it. But all those games are like, there's one concept and it just sticks to that concept, yeah. right? They do it very well. I haven't played Pistol Whip, so I can't speak for that. But yeah, they do those concepts very well, but it is just like one thing. Right. Uh, which, like I said, cool, but I'm excited, like what you're saying, to see all that stuff kind of come together with all the flourish and bells and whistles of of a AAA Valve back to game. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, if, and if you want to splurge on VR... Uh, if you get an index, or if you have an index, you get Half Life Alex for free. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. Unless you got y'all got questions about Half Life Alex, uh, it's, it's your boy, Mister Half Life, Half -Life. Three. Is it happening now? Uh, no. <laughs> I sorry. I, th I, th I think this will lead to a Half-Life 3. Yeah, I, I was actually... I, 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 like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but like I was yeah. like, dude, you're not going to make a game starring characters whose story you specifically ended on a freaking cliffhanger mm -hmm. and then be like, hey, we're going to bring these characters back for a side story. Yeah. And we're still not going to finish their yeah, story. I, I do it's feel like, like no, 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 this no, no, no. has to be the piece that leads up to something even bigger. Like Valve's not that dumb. It'll lead up to Half-Life <laughs> 3. It just won't, Half-Life 3 just won't come out. Yeah. And oh, okay. <laughs> That's what'll happen. Uh, uh, Modern Warfare Roadmap Revealed. Free. Uh, Michael, those are my notes specifically. Yeah, yeah, you're very gonna detailed. To, you have to take this one, but uh, I just thought. I mean, we were looking at the news and thinking about how it's fairly slow news week as we go into Thanksgiving. So I was um, kind of scratching for uh, something to talk about. But uh, yeah, the Modern Warfare uh, roadmap was revealed just I think today, as of this recording, and it begins December third, which is next week. And they're uh, they're Infinity Wars dropping a lot of content for free. Season one, you don't have to. I don't think you have to pay for a season pass or anything. Uh, that's yeah, free content update. Uh, the biggest one in Call of Duty history, as they're saying. Uh, you got new weapons, a bunch of maps, new ground war map, some other maps, and uh, some maps and other maps. Uh, new multiplayer <laughs> modes. Or wait, are there are there new maps? Yo, look at this. This seven. Oh, that's no. There's some maps. Well, there's there's six here, and then and more. Wow, seven mm. more. So uh, we'll see. And that's it. all coming December second or whatever. December 3rd, or the 3rd. same day on all platforms. Uh, I, th I think this is all going to drop on the same day. There's no. If, I mean, it would have to because of the crossplay, right? Well, yeah, but. Well, um, I just mean all six maps are coming at once, right? Or is it just like, here's the first map this week and then. 
That's a good question, and I don't have the answer off the top of the brain, but you know what? All of you fine listeners out there can go to a great website called GameSpot.com for all that dope information. But, I mean, if you're playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare, this is actually a pretty exciting thing that I don't have to buy a DLC pack or anything to get a bunch of new stuff. Sure. So if you're still playing that game. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that just makes sense because of the cross-play. Like, I think they just want to uh, eliminate maybe certain barriers from like people being able to play with each other oh yeah because like oh i bought the dlc pack but the homie didn't so now we're yeah we i can't really to, enjoy that content yeah, if we I used to play, to play together yeah and now we can't so, so makes sense that's it for modern warfare yep apex legends revamps leveling yeah they do that's also dropping december 3rd i believe next week uh, apex legends it's not that the the update's coming uh, the biggest thing is that they're raising the level cap from 100 to 500, which is a lot of levels. Uh, but yeah, that's oh, that's of, at least 400 more. Yeah. So, hey, do the math. Hey, you know, <laughs> uh, Asian boys out here doing the math. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited because they have they're incorporating new badges for every 10 levels. That's a lot of badges. But also, I want to know what the the level 420 badge looks like. <laughs> Yo, hey, you know, saying so I'm gonna be grinding away at Apex Legends to get to level 420, get that sweet badge, and see what it is. It's and probably then gonna stop be stop playing after <laughs> that. Stop playing, man. <laughs> what about wait? So every 10 levels? Every 10 levels get wow, a badge. So no, so no badge number 69. I'm well. I mean, that maybe there's maybe there's a secret badge, but it would have already happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. See, you small can't do math. <laughs> Sorry. I... <laughs> It's okay. That, that's I've the first time. Yeah, I, I've, I've said it too at this point. <laughs> that's the first time. And John Luke's going to edit it. I so. have to edit it. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, that, that's exciting. Uh, there's, there's a f I think, a few other things like gun charms that are coming to Apex Legends. But, you know, the, the standard bread and butter for uh, a game as a service that is a first-person shooter. Finally, RIP Battleborn. Maybe? Pulling out. Word on the street is that they are sunsetting that game. And they will lock people from purchasing stuff sometime in February. And I think they're going to shut that game down. As in you can't, like, in-game purchases, can you still get the game? I mean, uh, you could probably find a disc Yeah, I somewhere. guess you can find a disc somewhere. Uh, that, that doesn't surprise me. I thought that happened a while ago, honestly. But I guess if you think about it, right, Gearbox is, they've made that game and uh, Borderlands. And Borderlands in this generation. So maybe that's why they left it up and running. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude, that game was so weird. I that game was strange. <laughs> what, what did everybody pitch for called a, a hobby, hobby grade shooter? Yes, was what he was trying to pitch <laughs> yeah. it as. That, yeah, yeah, and, exactly. Everyone's like, "What?" Those are words. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna stop uh, in-game sales on February twenty fourth, twenty twenty, and the game will be uh, unplayable on January twenty twenty one. Is it so weird that I kind of want to play it now? I mean, there's there's always an intrigue, like, oh, it's going away. That's how no. they get you. Yeah. Yeah. They take it away from you. It's like, no, I want it back now. Like, yeah. no, you do. I you get it. A, you get a group of people together, and you just stay in those servers as like, long. as Yeah, you we're can. gonna buy just like it. Halo Two, right? I, 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 yeah, I love watching the those the final moments of uh, of like Halo Two or Asheron's Call or the final moments of Final Fantasy fourteen one point That's wild. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. I wonder what they're gonna do for Battleborn. I think I have a big going out big event. Going, going out event, like. Yeah. I mean, hey, shouts out to Bloodborne, I guess. If uh, y'all like that, Bloodborne, game. Bloodborne, Battleborn. <laughs> Damn, they're shutting down Bloodborne. Shutting down Sorry. Bloodborne. Oh, Battleborn. Oh. Hey, Tam, I got <laughs> you. Come back. It's bad news for you, boy. Uh, but more yeah, like, that's yeah. more like Battle Dead. <laughs> oh yeah, because the opposite of Born. Wow, yeah, hey. yeah. There you go. There you go. Smart point mm. right here. Damn. Bars, uh, but yeah, just thought right. I'd give that a shout. So, kind of a slowish week, I'd say. The big thing is Half Life Alex, but that was last week. We just didn't get to it. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, so we're going to move on to listener questions. Uh, we got a couple here. I guess I can read the first one. Hello, Jake Deck and the Lucy James Chain Gang. Sorry, Lucy's not here, but you guys are the Chain Gang, gang I guess. All right. What game, movie, or show do you feel so-so about despite most people having intensely strong feelings about? Thanks, Kevin in West Hartford. Star Wars. That's my easy one, I guess. Damn. Wait, specific, all of Star Wars or specifically? Like just all of just Star Wars. In oh, general. okay, okay. I just want to clarify. For this. I, I mean, like I would say I really like uh, Knights of the Old Republic, those games. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Battlefront 1 and 2. I love those games. Uh, and like I, I'm nostalgic for the, 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 the a lot of the movies. But all in all, like a lot of the new stuff that's happening, like people are getting so angry about the direction this is going or this and that. And I'm just like, I don't. I don't really care. Like the, this, the this, magic, like Disney kind of already was like, I don't know them just pumping out movies. is just kind of like, eh, okay, the magic's yeah. gone anyways. I'll just so. say, do, does some of the some of the raging fandom kind of turn you off as well? Because I know that, that does for me sometimes. That's probably a huge part too. Like I'm so tired of people being like, Last Jedi was the worst movie ever. And like to be <sighs> fair, I didn't like Last Jedi all that much either. But relax. At the <laughs> at the same time, I'm just like, all right, I didn't like it that much. Who cares? Like, there are so many other Star Wars things I can enjoy otherwise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd say the raging fandom is definitely a big part of it. That's usually when I'm like, all right, I don't... There's enough people who care about this. The world does, doesn't need me. Yeah. Damn. I think um, related to that Star Trek, I've never gone into. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the fans throwing me off. It's just there's so much of it from what it seems on the outside uh, that I don't know where exactly to jump in because there's also a bunch of people telling me, oh, no, 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 don't watch that season. That season's bad. You should watch this to that run of the show. And it just seems like so much to dive into because like it's a super long running TV show. And then they also have a bunch of movies. And then there's the new movies that came out. And then there's the series that's available on CBS All Access that you should is another streaming platform that you should subscribe to. <laughs> yep. um, you can get a bunch of hit shows there. Young Sheldon. You can also watch um, Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. See, that's another one. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Oh, shouts out to Jordan Peele, uh, our coworker. Yeah. Um, also, you can also get yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Stephen Colbert, the 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 night show or the late, late night late show, show with Stephen oh, Colbert. Yeah. If yeah. you got a hey, Showtime. Got Showtime. It's also yeah. a hot CBS property. Uh, yeah, that's a. I think that's the only one coming to mind. Same thing with Lord of the Rings. I never got into Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I feel you on both those two, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I feel a little stronger about Lord of the Rings than Star Trek, but Star Trek is definitely one that's Star- just Star over my head. a weird one because I feel like when people talk about like good Star Trek, that was all like before I was born, you yeah, know? Insane. It's like the thing. You serious, so Jean Luc? Like, <laughs> what? You serious, Jean Luc? Come on. Yeah? You're supposed to defend Star Trek, Jean-Luc. No, no, no. I like Star Trek. I love, <laughs> specifically, I love I, Next, I just, Gener- uh, Next Generation, but that shit came out, like, before I was born. Sure. <laughs> like, right, yeah. And it's like, I've, I don't know, I watched, like, the J.J. Abrams movie, and I, like, enjoyed it. I was like, ah, oh, it was a good time, but, I, like, it's not like, oh, man. Like, you've met, you've mentioned the origins of your name, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. My, my parents named me after John Lee from John Lee Picard. Although it's... Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to their credit, it's not... It's not that they were like, we love Star Trek and we want to name him after Star Trek. It was more that they were watching Star Trek when I was I was incubating and they just happened to like the name. John oh, okay, so okay. it's not like we want to put our fandom on him. It was more that just like, hey, we think that's a cool. That's a cool name. That's a cool name. And they got it from oh, okay. Star Trek. So, Huh. 
Damn. Uh, name name. Uh, in, sorry, sorry to sorry, sorry to leave y'all, but I uh, I <sighs> I may have to dip out real quick if that's all right with y'all. Oh, yeah, no, that's okay. Go for it. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, Chan. Bye. Damn. Name some uh, some games that are like really highly regarded. That that you're like whatever about. Yeah, I I because I I can't think of anything on top of my head right now. Um, uh, you know the, f- the first Red Dead. That was kind of like it was cool, but some people were like balls deep on that game, and I was like, oh okay. I'm yeah. one of those people. All right, we'll take it uh, outside after this. I will say, in general, Rockstar games have never grabbed me. I feel like the way they've grabbed other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is. Just for whatever, I think I I get a little bored of the directionless aspect of it. Um, and then like. I play the story mission stuff, and I just think the story mission stuff's not that good. I'm specifically thinking Grand Theft Auto. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I definitely felt that way with the GTA games. I never got super into them. Uh, I think Red Dead Redemption was the big one that that it changed for me. I was like, all right, this this game is really good. And then Bully is the other one that oh, I was Bu- Bully's great, very yeah. into. I, I, I think the, Bully had more focus. Yeah. Like GTA, yeah. it's, it's like man, it was really fun to go over and you play it out of friends, and you're like, ah, I'm gonna put on the cheats and we're gonna yeah. drive a tank and blow stuff up. But when like trying playing it by myself, I was like, ah, like it, it's a cool foundation know. because uh, what I will say is that GTA San Andreas is a, one of my favorite games of all time. But I do need to go back to it because I bet your ass that that game is wild problematic. Oh yeah, to play today. Oh, I played oh. I played somewhat <laughs> yeah. recently uh, before Red Dead Redemption Two came out because we were doing like I was doing the DNA yeah. of Red Dead Redemption Two, and I went back and played almost all of the mainstream Rockstar games. Uh, and yeah, it's, that's an interesting <laughs> one to go back to. It's still, some of the writing is still pretty good though. I yeah. would say, uh, uh some of that, some of that holds up. It's still like that dark sense of humor. Rockstar has, it, it's alive and kicking in that game. And a lot of it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I particularly San Andreas was, reminds me of home. That game is a, a very accurate reflection of where I grew up. So that's why, well, like, me and the homies was playing it at home. We're like, yo, this is like, they're not talking the same way that we do. Uh, we're also like 14, so we were also wildly problematic. Um, but uh, that's that's just that. And uh, yeah, Bully also. I, th- I think the thing is like, strong narrative has to get me hooked. Like when I yeah. think about Vice City and GTA 3, I understand why those games are highly regarded and massively influential, but uh, it didn't just didn't really hook me the same way but uh, yeah yeah especially now because you're it's like the thrill of like yo you can go anywhere you want it's like ah, i can do that yeah in any game so but yeah. I, I will say after playing red dead redemption 2 twice uh i really hope rockstar follows it up with a bully 2 that is that takes place in a small focused world <laughs> uh as much as i did love red dead redemption 2 it's one of my favorite games of last year mm-hmm. uh the scope was incredible, but I'd really love to see what Rockstar did in, I don't know, 2021 or whatever, if they just brought all that and squeezed it's it like in. They did a little more condensed. Yeah, and and I think like Bully is the perfect game to do that, especially coming off of Red Dead Redemption 2. It's like, all right, why don't we scale this back? What can we do in a shorter time frame? Let's not take, when was, let's not take five, six years to make our next game. Mm-hmm. What, what if we scale it back, do something really focused? And I think Bully 2 would be perfect for that. Yeah. Personally. Damn. Yeah. That's uh, it. I don't know. John Luke, any any properties or games or movies that you're kind of like, eh? Um, I don't know. I, 
tend to be pretty easy going. I'm trying to think of like some that were like that just didn't grab me. Um, XCOM didn't really grab me. Like when everyone was like constantly Ooh. talking about XCOM when that came back, mm -hmm. I was like, I feel like I'd really like this, and then I don't know. It was just kind of like didn't 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 grab me. Um, Same. I, I will. I'll also say that uh, I've been. I mean, as I've gotten older, I've been less hostile towards other people's passion for certain things that I don't necessarily sure. identify yeah. with because I can see that from the other side where I'm just like tweeting up a storm while faded at home about how much I love Final Fantasy 14. Everyone's kind of like, oh, this mo this, Mute. this dude talking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this dude talking about that MMO again and cat girls or whatever. So I definitely understand what it's like from yeah. the other side. So I, I, I have been uh, you know what, and, not uh, hostile, but I've kind of largely uh, been yeah. dismissive of and, and other people's the, the passion, but not or anymore. Or really, like, honestly, most Blizzard stuff oh, I don't sure, think has yeah. ever fully clicked with me. I'd say the closest was, like, Diablo 3 was my first Diablo. I never played Diablo 1 or 2. Um, and I really liked Diablo 3 a lot, but it wasn't, like, time to, you know, throw away my entire life to play Diablo the way, like, people would talk up Diablo mm -hmm. 2. And to be fair, I've heard, you know, Diablo 3 isn't as good as Diablo 2, but just... it. I've never like fallen in love with like Blizzard like the way sure. people like talk about like wow and but and I def I've definitely come to understand why people feel oh that I way. get it I yeah. totally understand it it's just like they've never clicked with me sure um, yeah going going to people. BlizzCon this year as someone who also isn't doesn't have particularly strong feelings for any of Blizzard's games it was like okay cool Diablo four rad yeah. <laughs> people are happy that's what they wanted yeah fine Overwatch two I'm like eh. Like I might play it because the story might not, probably won't. Who knows? Yep. I respect it though. Yeah. Michael, do you want to take the next question? What is this? Is this the this the that's the one for Tam? Or are we gonna uh, wait for? Yeah, I I think we just got to do this question now. Okay. Uh, we'll uh we'll pass it on to Tam though. Tam's listening. I'm sure. I hope he probably listens. He listens to the podcast. Like he never Hello. sleeps. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, okay, well then let's take care of this question that we've been holding off for quite some time. Hey y'all, so I am a GM, aka Game Master, and I was wondering if you could think of any games that have a mechanic that has anything similar to that type of control. Uh, also, GM. Uh, Sky clarifies that GM means Game Master, generic version of D&D term Dungeon Master. Uh, so yeah, GM or DM, sort of interchangeable. So uh, yeah. Thanks from Sky. P.S. Tomorrow, a few episodes ago, you mentioned that you have never played D&D. I run random online pickup games for some other murderinos when I know I'll have a weekend or day free. Or, yeah, weekend day free if you're interested. Uh, yeah, I would be happy to include you. Uh, three or four hours. I can run three or five players. So if you're listening, Tam, that's that's the tea. Or anyone else who's interested. Mm -hmm. Or anyone else who's interested. Oh, that's uh, a nice offer. Yeah, thank you, Sky. Anyone. First thing, first thing that comes to mind is Divinity Original Sin 2 has a... That, that's has a what I was thinking, mode, yeah. Which we did a video on uh, with the devs. <laughs> yeah, I remember You were that. in that too, yeah. I was in it with uh, Justin Haywall. And me. <laughs> and yeah, you were in it I was too. in it too. That video actually did really well. I don't know if I you know. ever like, looked at the numbers. I was surprised. I remember like Rob was like, yeah, they want to do this thing. He's like, sounds really cool. Usually that stuff just kind of doesn't ever do that well though. Um, Little and, did you know. And he's like, but you know, like we'll do it they're, you know they're they're willing to come by and i'm like okay and then it was like dude that thing was got like i don't know i felt like half a million or something, yeah, something i was like, like oh shit and how, then how deep does that run because i i've played a lot of Divin divinity original sin 2 but i've never 
touch the the real real deep because because really? they you have, can actually create your own maps and stuff you, you right you can create and, your own maps they have like a bunch of uh assets you can work with and then on top of that like the the d the dungeon master has like direct control so they can like choose like okay i'm gonna teleport you guys to this map now or i'm going to um pause and i'm going to uh like move, remove this character because you did something to him. Like there, there is a, you can very much set it up where it's like, you can just kind of play it on your own. Um, and like, I, it, it, but the dungeon master at any point can account for the storytelling aspect and change it. So it's not like it's this seamless looking experience. Like it, it, it kind of has a little jankiness to it. Cause it's like, oh, I'm going to pause the world now and then like take this guy and, and, you know, move him around or whatever. But it it's like this great way to almost like visually experience a D and D campaign mm-hmm. that I think is just super cool because I think I imagine there are some people who maybe just need like a, a more visual experience sure in order to like really get into something like Dungeons and Dragons so having that where it's like hey this is a way for us to do that and then also it means you can um, play it like remotely with other people yeah uh, it it's such a cool. Thing that I I just want to see. I'd love to see like a a, a game built more around that concept. Mm-hmm. I feel like there have been games that have like tried to deal with the idea of like a like a dungeon master and like the party and and kind of fable like legends, fable legends, the famous <laughs> fable legends. Yeah, like games with asymmetrical co op. But that was definitely one where like they really try to go above and beyond and allow players to interact in ways that wasn't um, that like a Kickstarter stretch goal too. I bet when they hit that, they were like. Because oh, <laughs> that that takes a lot of work. They're looking yeah. at one guy who promised it, and they're like, oh. "Yeah." The, the degree to which they the the tools that they give the GM or DM uh, for divinities those uh, D and D mode is it's 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 a lot an accomplishment. So that is that's the one off the top of yeah, the brain. It's really cool. Yeah, that's I'm trying to think of other games have done that. Okay, I, the, to that the degree. No, definitely not to that degree, but something that uh, comes to mind is some of the, like, I think Far Cry 5 has, well, all the Far Cries have map, have level creators, but you can also create like single player uh, levels with enemies and and storytelling. You can build the whole map and stuff. And right. that's kind of cool. There's no, no one outside controlling anything, but it's still create your own, create your own small story within those missions, which... Yeah is is cool like obviously most of them still are like shoot the enemies get to the end uh kill all these enemies in the camp or get here uh but i like joey and i joey and i did a show not really a show just every week we checked in to the community and see what people are making and they made some really creative stuff like people make like horror games and it's pretty cool you know what's another one is uh neverwinter nights oh wow yeah neverwinter nights is very famous for like, like the so the base Neverwinter Nights experience. If you were just to buy like regular Neverwinter Nights, it's it's not that great to be mm-hmm. honest. Like the default like RPG campaign is kind of whatever. That game survived for years because they just kept releasing like expansions that were like different developer teams would release expansions. And at a certain point, like that game was more of a tool set for people to make their own like RPG story and tell interesting stories in it. And it had like a really big modding scene. So while I don't think it quite had like, I am a dungeon master who can directly control the experience the player had. 
it was like this tool that you could use to create your own campaign for people to then play. Right. And it was using a lot of, you know, because it never went it's in the, it's using the D and D license and stuff. And it, it was able to like capture a lot of that. So that, that is also a really interesting example of like, that game was almost more of like a platform, like a build your own like Bioware game kind yeah. of. Mario Maker. Yep, Mario Maker. There you Mario go. Mario Maker. That, that's Mario it. Maker. <laughs> anyway, I think that just about wraps up episode 17 of GameSpot After Dark. Jan had to take off early. He had to pick up someone at the airport, oh. uh, unfortunately. But you can follow him at... At underscore Jan Jerome. Yes. On Twitter. Uh, or you can just check out Giant Bomb stuff. He's always helping out there. And honestly, he helped a lot getting this set up yeah, and he actually the <laughs> understanding on how, on how the board works and all that he knows stuff. this room so big shouts out to to jan uh yeah. very helpful cool dude cool dude uh hopefully we'll have him on again for a full yeah. episode maybe talk talk about pokemon that's, more and whatever else he'd like to talk yeah, about that's my brother from another mother as we say all right michael where can people find you you could find me roaming around the streets of aorzia mad smacked on a saturday night because that is what i do uh i did on saturday i I got smacked, and then I was in Schmack City, and I was, yo, it was wild, because I was just walking around, and I was trying to queue up for, for a raid, and I was like, oh, shit, I've only been walking around the marketplace in the city right now. Oh, am I ready for it? Anyway, you can find me on Final Fantasy XIV at G.A. Satsuneko. You can also find me on Twitter at Michael P. Hyam for all my bullshit and uh, all my work on GameSpot.com. I've been doing a lot of uh, like video stuff. I've, I get low-key anxious about sharing my work for some reason all of a sudden. I've never had this problem, but now I do. Uh, I don't tweet about my work all that much, but you can find on GameSpot. Uh, did the Half-Life Alex breakdown, uh, doing some videos for end of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, some other things that I forgot because, uh, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. John Luke? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John Luke Seipke. Good luck spelling that. Um, you, I don't really have much videos, I feel like, because, uh, you know, it's in Japan and that the stuff we did there is not going to be, uh, for a, a, a little while. And, uh, otherwise I think we're just all here prepping for our game of the year, best of the year. Um, game of the year. I don't know if we stuff. can reveal the dates and stuff like that, but just stay tuned to GameSpot very stay soon. Tuned. We're going to be start rolling out. Uh, like platform report cards. We're going to oh, do yeah. uh, our 10 nominations, editorial picks, all that kind of stuff. So make sure to stay tuned as we lead up to game of the year. And actually next week, I think on the podcast, we might do like an informal game of the year, like deliberations, like sure. who, what, set, what set everyone, the stage. Yeah, what everyone top 10s are and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you can find me at Jacob Deck and that's pretty much what, I think most of us have been working on lately yeah. is just yeah. ooh, game of the year stuff. Something I do want to shout out um, is uh, for those listening who also know me and Ben, we do a live stream show called Community Fridays where we try and play games specifically with people in the community. It's been mad busy. Me and Ben haven't done that in a while. Want to bring it back. So if everything goes well with planning uh, next Friday, we're going to be trying to do Pokemon uh, and we're gonna try and get Callie on, and we're gonna do some some challenge Callie and some competitive oh, okay. Pokemon. See if you can beat her 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 team. Good okay. luck. Good luck. <laughs> can call it Poke Monday Night Combat Sat with Gamespot on a Friday. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that's a good spot to end it. But uh, if you have any questions, please send them in at After Dark Podcast at Gamespot We read all of them. 
We try to read all of them on the show, but sometimes they get buried. Uh, so if you don't get to your question, please, please, please send it to us again. Uh, usually it's not intentional. Usually it's just, I see it and I'm like, oh, we should save this for when this person's on. And then it just gets buried in my inbox. Um, but please email us and, uh, yeah, that's all I got this week. If you're in the United States, have a good Thanksgiving. Peace. Bye. Bye.